For those that just turned on their television and say, what's he ranting about now? I went to the local high school league and said, I want to give a free pizza to the MVP of every game all year long. And the league said, no, we can't because that's not fair to the other sports in our program. I'm like, I don't care about the other sports. Come on, man. The football players, they're the ones that get all the chicks. They're the cool guys. That's who I want. I don't want to sponsor the swim team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That's a true story. They all are on this show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Yes, it is Canada's daytime sports talk show. And we're on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, and, of course, streaming, podcast, and all the rest. I am, as you see, in the South Florida studio. Darren Moose-Dupont joins us from the Toronto studio. And today... He has bragging rights. Your team beat my team last night, Moose. You know what I love about that? The Toronto Maple Leafs beating Florida. We never did come up, I don't think, with a bet on what it would be. No. So I think I skated on that one. I skated on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Although it was uh, touch and go there in, uh, at the end with the uh, goal. Was it a goal? Was it not a goal? But at least Pomo was fun with it after, man. I love that guy when he's talking about press. Yeah. We're, yeah, you know what? We're going to get into that right away. I'm going to tell everybody all in sundry, whatever that means. Our guests today are Alan May, Washington Capitals TV analyst, good personal friend of both yours and mine. And uh, Brian Ray, I haven't met him in flesh, but I will eventually. Dallas Stars TV host, Bally Sports. Um, those are the guests. We're going to get into the quick six show topics right away. And two things people need to know. You and I talk about this all the time outside the show. The show needs to be about us. It's the Rod Peterson Show. It's not Sports Center. And a um, couple things. This morning we said we need to do what's best for the show. And while there's a lot of mainstream media and big name media not touching the Corey Perry story and what went down yesterday and continues to go down, that is what everybody's talking about. So we're going to get into that in the quick six show topics. And if you don't like it, here's your disclaimer. Turn it off, which reminds me to John Schmeiser in Kansas City writes in and says, good morning from KC. More Cal Murphy stories, please. You know where I'm going with this, and I'm going far earlier than you probably thought that I would. I had a chat this morning with a very good friend of mine from Saskatchewan. His name's Jeff. He's a big supporter of this show, and I love him. I told him this morning on the phone, I love you, Jeff, but I'm going to hang up because you're just ticking me off. Because what he said was, CFL's over, similar to what a hockey guy in Lethbridge said to me. When the Grey Cup was over, he goes, CFL's over, don't talk about it for the next six months, maybe in June, come back to it. And I said, with all due respect... I do not tell you what to do with your business. So please, do, and you're not even a sponsor of the show, which you might have a chance of telling me what to talk about if you sponsored the show, but you don't even do that. So just sit back and enjoy. And if you don't like it, I strongly encourage you to Shange La Canal. Because we're going to continue to talk about what we want to talk about on this show. And, 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 I, and what I read... This was my intuition coming at me. I feel like the NHL coach. Hey, Reg, you need to get to work on the power play. Hey, whoever the coach of the orders is today, you shouldn't have Evan Bouchard as your quarterback of the power play. Yeah, 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 we're working on it. <laughs> Thanks. We'll take it from here. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? <laughs> Yeah, and you guys in Winnipeg also need to quit crapping on Paul Maurice. To say move on is moot. You're obviously not going to, but take it somewhere else. 
So before we get to the Corey Perry talk, here are our leftovers from Tuesday night in the National Hockey League. In Toronto, Noah Gregor scored in regulation and the shootout, helping the Maple Leafs beat the Panthers 2-1. Evan Rodriguez appeared to have won the shootout for Florida in the fifth round, but was judged to have touched the puck twice. A double tap, they're calling it following a video review. So just hang on. I'll just go through the highlight games. We'll come back on everything. In Edmonton, Connor McDavid had a goal and two assists and added the shootout winner as Edmonton got a measure of revenge for last year's playoff loss to Vegas, beating the Golden Knights 5-4. In Vancouver, Brock Bezer scored twice to help the Canucks beat Anaheim 3-1. Ho, ho, ho. Elias Patterson snapped a third-period tie as Vancouver improved to three and four in its last seven. In Winnipeg, netminder Jake Ottinger stopped 27 shots to record his first shutout of the season, leading Dallas over Winnipeg 2-0. Connor Hellebuck stopped 19 at 21 for the Jets, who uh, snapped his four-game personal win streak. It's their second loss in a row for Winnipeg. And we wind it up in Chicago. The epicenter of the NHL right now, Tyler Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle scored in the second period in Chicago, top Seattle 4-3. After dropping 6 of 7, Connor Bedard was pointless in the game and minus 1 for those that check the score sheet like I do. So let me just say this, going way back to the top, you said that you really love Paul Maurice for what he said after the game. What did he say that blew your skirt up, per se? I didn't notice anything real no, out of the ordinary. No, nothing... There's nothing juicy. Like, it's not like he said something groundbreaking. I'm like, yeah, you tell him, but because that's just not what gets me going. He just showed personality, you know? It was just real. Like, he's a guy who gets up there and he doesn't just seem to spit out hockey talk all the time, you know, and coach speak. He's like, they asked him about the double tap, and he's like, you know, it's good that we had rules. Good we have rules. And then he laughed and he caught himself and he dropped an F bomb and he laughed and he gets like, you know, he understands the role that he plays, the role the media has to play. And he's like, you know, um, the players handled, handled it better than the coach did, you know, and he's honest in his assessment. And it's just a guy that I think you would like being around. <laughs> you know, that's the vibe I get from Pomo. He'll be honest and he'll be hard on you a little bit, but he also is somebody who's real and genuine. Where I think sports would come a long ways is if they were like they used to be. Sorry, I, I, I meant to tell you to grab the TikTok comments and maybe we'd do a segment today on reading the TikTok comments on the videos that you post on our behalf from our show account. But I thought Paul Maurice was a little boring. I was watching him from one province over when he was in Winnipeg and I was in Saskatchewan. Nine seasons he was there. And he kind of bored me. But then I met him at the Heritage Classic. I'm like, he's everything that you just said. He's very engaging. He's funny. And because I had that opportunity to be around him in person, now I feel like I learn something from him every time I listen to him. And my point on that is, COVID was the breaking point or the, the cutoff line. History will show in 100 years, COVID, when we separated everybody, the teams and the players and the coaches and the fans and the media, Never going back. But I still think we should have those Saturday morning brunches at Eaton's. Do we still have an Eaton's? You know, fan events, bring everybody together because I think once you know people personally, it really changes your perspective of them. Not everybody watching today and listening is going to know you and me personally. We're working on it. We would like for that to happen. But that's my only thing on Pomo. Um, my takeaway from him was he goes, well, we got a point and a road game back-to-back -back nights. I'll take it.
He obviously wasn't going to say enough to get fined. And now the Panthers had today off, and then they roll into Montreal to conclude this three-game roadie. So anyways, people are writing in from Winnipeg. Uh, we got to post the clip from yesterday, even make a meme out of it, where I said Edmonton is the most stable of all Canadian NHL fan bases, Oiler fans. And by the way, that's not saying much. But even in Winnipeg, I'm sorry, Winnipeg, you know, we got each other. We do. But you're negative even when you're winning. You're negative. You're winning and you're still trolling Paul Maurice. Right? Rick Bonus is gone from the team and you're winning and you're saying when he comes back, you're going to lose. And I know I covered this yesterday. And uh, for, but for the benefit of those that weren't watching, with Oilers fans, they're fairly real about it. Like when they suck, they're like, yeah, we suck. We know it. And when they're great, they're like, yeah, we're great. We know it. But they're not, I don't feel like getting in people's faces or anything. They, they're very real about their team. And, and the Leafs fans are not, and I don't want to go down that road any more than what we have. So those were our takeaways from the leftovers of last night. We'll continue it all. There are only three games tonight. But this is what we, this is what we came for here today. And don't tell me this hasn't been coffee table talk, supper table talk, around the cart, dressing room talk. The Chicago Blackhawks say veteran forward Corey Perry engaged in unacceptable conduct and have taken a step toward terminating his contract. Chicago put Perry on unconditional waivers and said his deal will be terminated as long as he clears. The team has not given any indication as to what Perry did to warrant being sent home last week. Now give me a second and I'll file, find the quote here from the general manager, Kyle Davidson. Um, I saw David Ayers either, I'm not sure they're still together or not, Sarah, David Ayers' uh, wife, she still goes by Ayers. She said on Twitter, I follow her on Twitter because she's a pretty cool gal. She was like, I can't wait for the next Spit and Chicklets to see what they have to say about this. And I'm like, is that not just a commentary of where we are in the media sports world right now? It used to be, can't wait to hear what Don Cherry has to say. Can't wait for the 11 o'clock news. No, can't wait for the latest Spit and Chicklets podcast to get their take. It tells you where we're at. So the quote, as this is an individual personnel matter, I will not be able to disclose any details related to the initial reporting or the findings, said General Manager Kyle Davidson. However, I do, not, I do want to be very clear on this point. This does not involve any players or their families, and anything that suggests otherwise or anyone that suggests otherwise is wildly inaccurate, and frankly, it's disgusting. I appreciate him saying that because the initial statement just poured more gas onto what the rumor was, and we all know what it is, so I will continue to not dignify it, but we will talk around it because I noticed a lot of the really big names in the media were like, ooh, 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 not going near this, and I get it. And here's, yeah, I don't mind. You know, the thing was the, the Bedard family were defending their honor. It's my, in my commentary today. If you know them personally, you know there was no way that this rumor happened. And what really is ticking me off is people that I know personally are coming back at me and say, I wouldn't be so sure. No, no, no. This is not unheard of. I'm like, you do you know them? No. Then STFU. How about that? Did Melanie, but did Melanie Bedard not specifically come up to you in the concourse at the Brand Center and thank you on behalf of the family for the nice things we've said about them and done for Connor and uh, the job that we did as the play-by-play -play crew for the back? Did she not do that to you? She did. That's right. Yeah. You, you got a pretty good idea. Oh, no, you go ahead. Of, yeah, you got a pretty good idea of the people that they are, you know? Um, and if you know them and you haven't any idea what kind of people they are, you're right. You would know this is not true. And the fact that 
he had to say it is disappointing, but he did. He came out and said it, Davidson. And now that he said it, I would hope that that's put this to bed. And, you know, we need to move on from that because that is no longer an issue. Well, I appreciate your optimism, but long after Kyle Davidson made that statement, I've seen people writing me. I'm not going to name them. It's like he never even said it. It's like they completely ignored it, and they're still making jokes and making these comments. And um, I'll say it again. If you know these people personally, which I do, and have a long-standing relationship with them, you know that there was no way this ever happened. And what, again, ticks me off is I've said that, and people still don't believe me. And some of those are family members of mine. Others are really close members of mine. And to be honest, I don't really know how to deal with it because you know what happens when you speak your truth and they still don't listen? You need to walk away. You need the conversation's over. And you don't know when you pick up the next conversation because right now I'm not interested in it. You don't want to listen to the truth? That's pretty damn scary to me. Really scary to me. And the basis of my commentary today is that Connor and his family are learning some really harsh lessons. Connor at 18 is specifically learning one that the truth doesn't need to answer questions. As long as you know the truth in your heart of hearts, you don't need to worry about what anybody else is saying, what anybody else is doing. Block it all out. Way easier said than done. But at the very least, he's getting a head start on it at 18. I see everybody saying that social media is the culprit. And in a way it is. But more so, people are. Because somewhere along the line, somebody had to start this false rumor. Somebody with evil in their heart had to start this false rumor. And then it was spread by social media. But it's, guns aren't the problem. People are. Drugs and alcohol aren't the problem. People are. See what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily social media being the, vic- the uh, villain here. But, uh, again, the truth doesn't have to answer questions, and the Bedard family certainly does not. Now, our poll question today for Key Auto Group is this. And, by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Corey Perry, let's talk about him, which is a whole other part of this discussion, which we've got three minutes to do it. And next segment, we're going to switch over to CFL, NFL, and some more NHL. But the question is, will Corey Perry ever play in the NHL again? My vote would be yes. Serena in absentia will send in her vote. She's, I'm just going to say on her behalf, no, because we talked about this on the couch at home. And she's often said, if we could just put a camera on our couch, it'd be the greatest show ever. 51% 51% saying, no, he'll never play again. 49% saying, yes, he will. I'm saying, yes, he will. He is not the first person in the world to be canceled. And while we wait for Darren to come back on the screen, there he is. I can tell you, as God is my witness and on my mother's grave, I have no idea what Corey Perry did. I have no idea. I'm respecting him, the team, and my relationships with people on that team. I'm not sending them the messages. Obviously, the hockey people, we're all talking about it, going, what could he have done? And I'm thinking, hey, this is a team that probably has very little tolerance for any kind of hijinks. So it might not have been that serious. Or it might be completely heinous, too. I don't know. I would suggest in NHL circles, most teams know what it is. I don't. But back to you, do you think he'll play in the NHL again or not? I hate to just, you know dance around it a little bit but it really depends on what he did whether he'll play again 
And and you're right, the teams know. Um, or if they don't know, if he's going to play again, they will know what happened before he signs with another team. That is for certain. Um, if I had to guess right now, I would say no, he doesn't play again. I would say his career is over. Uh, not knowing what happened, um, I would say his career is over and he's not going to play again. But I'm with you. Like, you know, I was going to say the exact same thing, and I'm glad you said it. Because of the history with the Chicago Blackhawks and the scrutiny they've been under and the investigation they went through with Powell Beach and everything else, they would have very little room for, like, for tolerance on anything. And this could be something small. They're not going to take any chances. Or it could be something very big and serious. I would imagine it's not nothing, that it's something serious, because you don't lose a, a multi-million dollar contract over something that's not a serious matter. Um, especially when you've invested and paid signing bonuses and things like that. But I would imagine uh, you're not going to get away with anything if you're the Chicago Blackhawks right now, especially in the court of public opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. Coffee table talk here. The view for sports fans. That's what we do. From the audience, Sam's scarf closet. That's the account says, I'm guessing he hazed someone. Something that was done to him when he was a rookie, but unacceptable today. He's a good guy from a good family. Troy in Toronto says, has anyone ever heard a bad word said about Corey Perry in the past? I haven't. A lot of people on the ice hate his guts, but off the ice, he's always seemed to be fine. Jay in Toronto says, watch the Leafs give him a tryout. Uh, yeah. Ali Arcanis says, man, Rod is preaching this morning, and I am here for it. I'm not sure if any of it is right, but again, it's how I feel. The bar flies in Winnipeg says, Kyle Davidson sounded like he was near tears during his press conference. Yeah, because if you do know the Bedard family, and as the general manager of the team that took Connor number one overall, you would know he would, the Bedards would be like family. You'd be very offended for them. And that's why, again, knowing them personally was very easy to say there's zero chance of this happening. And I get quite ticked off at people that won't listen to that. Because then it's like, you need to go away. And I'm sorry that you're one of my closest friends or your family, but you need to go away. Because you're not listening to the truth. There's a lot of that. We're only half, back 2.3 maybe points to the quick six. We'll be back in a moment. Alan May and Brian Ray on the way. Oh, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. Want to remind you we're brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beers. Ask for them by name at your favorite and local beer, wine, and spirit store, or Google Sober Carpenter and your city, and a vendor will pop up. It did for me, and it sounds like it did for Moose. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach this in the Florida studio. Am I right on that, Moose? Did you Google Sober Carpenter and your town, and it came up? Is that what happened, or how did you find out? No. I was literally walking through the Whole Foods, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go check out and see what they have over here, and See if they've got sober carpenter, and sure enough, they did. Sitting in the uh, the beer section, so uh, that was kind of cool. How about that? Hiding amongst the how about that? Actual alcoholic beers was the non-alcoholic beer, which, by the way, our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewery out of Calgary, Twenty Eighth Street Northeast. Love those guys and gals. They know that the best beer is the one that's earned. Check them out at commoncrown.ca. Um, I'm not, I can tell you our audience is not done with the story of Corey Perry here. Um, trying to, uh, whatever, I can't. I had it and I lost it. I apologize. If you have thoughts on Corey Perry, and again, the post, uh, the um, poll question is, do you think he'll ever play in the NHL again? Who knows? Like at 37, he's been in the NHL 20 years, won his Stanley Cup, clearly made his money. Oh, my God. Not totally done with the Corey Perry story. I mean, I don't know what he did. I just feel like, as Barflies in Winnipeg wrote it, and goes, imagine being kicked off the Chicago Blackhawks for inappropriate behavior. He's basically saying, how bad does it need to be? And I feel like it could be not that bad at all. I don't have any idea. We live in the cancel culture age. So everybody's so afraid to do anything or say anything anymore. And again, he doesn't really have a history that I know of of poor behavior. Anyways, Jim Wagner writes in from Balgoni. He says, good day, all rolling, rolling with the RP posse on a beautiful Wednesday. Glad to have you, Jim. Appreciate you. Wayne NBC says, I like that Rod is honest and says he doesn't know what Corey Perry did. I don't know either. I think that if it's so bad that he doesn't play anymore, it would be bad. Well, who knows? Swerve in Calgary writing in with stupid, inappropriate comments. And Swerve, you're about to get kicked out. So watch yourself. Consider yourself warned. I guess enough on that for now. We can certainly come back on it later. All I have written down for point three is simply touchdown Pacific. I'm not sure the time because I wasn't paying that close attention to it because we're not going to be there. But in Victoria, British Columbia this morning, there's a news conference with the city of Victoria, the BC Lions, and the Canadian Football League. And everybody spilled the beans, as you noticed. I say, again, 
Cleve Deanshaw, who writes for the, Colum the uh, Victoria Times columnist. Guy does a great job. He had in there the details. Oh, it's going to be a foot. It's going to be a game. Lions playing regular season. Sources say they're going to play Ottawa. I'm like, oh, my God. So when I break news, I get canceled. Others break the news, and it's okay. I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, frankly, I think Touchdown Pacific is fantastic. I don't think. What month is it? Yeah, the CFL schedule is when you live in Florida. It's a thing. You literally forget <laughs> not only what month it is, what season it is. You don't even know what time of year is it. Um, I'd like to be there. Uh, you, by the way, take this away a little bit. You were in the BC Lions den. And you were hoping to make acquaintance with the Lions executives. You were told to stay because they wanted to meet you, but you couldn't wait all day. But that might be a fun thing to go to next summer, right? Tell, tell everybody your take on this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to go there next summer. And I really hope that uh, we can make that work because this is great. It's going to be a good year and it makes a lot of sense. It sounds like there's no touchdown Atlantic, but there will be what's well, called touchdown Pacific. And it's coming out at, I think, 2.30 Eastern, so 11.30 Pacific is when they're supposed to have the announcement. Now, it's going to be great because they're, you know, tying it all in with the Grey Cup. Um, they usually have training camp right in Kamloops. They're going to play a regular season game in Victoria. They're getting very provincial, engaging that whole community, and really turning the entire province of BC onto the Canadian Football League in the three-down game, you know. SFU's not there anymore. The Red Leaves playing four-down ball in the NCAA. That's not a thing anymore. So the momentum is building, and I like the, uh, the, the way that they're approaching this on a great cup year, continuing to provide more football and more access to the whole province. It's a great move, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun and build a lot of great momentum. Well, it's interesting um, where they're at in Canada. It's very interesting. Um... I mentioned my friend Jeff this morning who told me never to talk CFL for the next six months. And I said, that's not going to happen. So don't watch if you don't like it. He specifically said, he goes, I think the NHL is following the NFL's footprint of playing games globally. We know that the NFL this year played in London. Then they played in Germany. The NHL's played in Sweden. They've played in Australia. Um, there's no better... Listen, there's, I get it, man. I get it. I've extrapolated it to what I do. That's why I took my old show and me out to all those towns across Saskatchewan and then across the prairies with this show to sample the product. Some are going to love it. Some, me. That's how you grow it. And that's the CFL going to Victoria. Now, I got to say this, and for those in Victoria, please chime in and let me know. I've been in Victoria multiple times, but it was only for hockey. Uh, with the Pats. No, Raiders. Oh, my God. Am I old? When I say that, it was 93. Went there with the PA Raiders. Donnie Clark was our coach. That was the first time. Played in the old rink against the Victoria Cougars, and it was awesome. And then uh, I went back again in the new rink, and it was awesome as well. I guess with the Pats, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm missing the decades here. But I was never there for football. Is the point. Yeah. I guess from what I read in the Victoria Times columnist that they're going to, um, did I say communist? Victoria Times columnist, I think that's what it is. They're going to play in the current football stadium that they have. 
but I don't know what that is. What do you think? What do you know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure either where it's going to, where the game's going to be played, or where they would, where they would host it. I'm not familiar enough with Victoria, um, but it will be interesting to find out when they announce it. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter where they're going to play it. Doesn't matter to me where they're going to play it, how big the stadium is, how many fans can show up. The fact is, they're doing it, and they're going to give it a shot and and give it a go. And in a time where, you know, BC Lions football is growing and they're getting tens of thousands more fans than maybe they were a few years ago and opening the upper deck for games, this is kind of big that they would, you know, not be short-sighted to say, look, we're going to give that up because I guarantee you they're probably not going to go to Victoria and play in front of 30, 40, 50,000 people. Like, that's just, I don't think there's a facility there for that. But the fact that they're saying, look, we're going to take, you know, a little short term hit on gate, but we're going to open this up to new people and grow our product long term. It's really good thinking, long term visionary thinking from the line. I think before we bring in Alan May next, we can probably sneak in all of our topics here. Um, Carter is watching in Calgary just to point something out here. And for whatever reason, my macbook's completely wonky i was meeting with my lawyer yesterday he bought a new computer he was all excited about it he paid 700 bucks and it didn't work i'm like bro get a macbook <laughs> which is another thing oh my god i can't even lift my arm i had two more shots today did i tell you this i had two last week made me sick as a dog never had a flu shot in my life but with my other life the one that people don't know or care about i would i had to get these shots i had to Mandated. I can't even lift my damn arm. <sighs> Carter says, funny how they punish one player, and yet their organization has hidden how much garbage under the rug. Joke organization. Bedard, get out. Al, I'm sure it would be nice, but he can't. He's not going anywhere. Um, on the, this is what the latest. I called Darren to see if I had this right. On the Saskatchewan Rough Riders coaches search, they say that um, it's down to Buck Pierce or Corey Mace. But now Dustin, Justin Dunk reporting that Scott Milanovic sounds like he was the front runner, but the Rough Riders wanted to dictate to him who was going to be on his coaching staff. All I have to say about that is, you're surprised by this? You are all starting to find out what goes on and what has been going on. You're all starting to figure it out. I personally have moved on. They want to tell Scott Milanovic who's going to be on his staff, so he said, see ya, and y'all act like that's news. So to point four NHL tonight, we'll get to that later. As a matter of fact, maybe next segment, uh, because Alame will be with us in Washington's at the Kings. Point five, the NBA's in-season tournament is down to its final eight teams. Indiana will play Boston. Milwaukee will play New York. The Lakers will play Phoenix. And Sacramento will play New Orleans in next week's quarterfinals. Semifinals are set for December 7th in Vegas, and the championship game is there two days later. Listen, you've been watching ESPN, you said. From what I saw, they said, hey, they're happy. The ratings are up. It's created interest in the league. I still don't understand what the hell's going on, but I don't think they were marketing to me, so they don't care what I think. Are you starting to get a handle on the NBA in-season tournament? Because I literally, I don't care, but I'm hearing, hearing about it a lot. So that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, I hear about it, and I, and I have a handle on what it is, and 
you know, how the format and stuff works, but I'm not a basketball guy. So I'm just into watch the games anyways. Um, maybe when they have this tournament championship, maybe I'll watch the final game. Um, although I don't know, not my thing. And as you mentioned, they're not marketing to me, but seems cool. <laughs> All the uh, floors have been painted different. That looks kind of cool. Um, and the games have been okay. So uh, if it's working, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out for them. It's not, again, not my thing. And it's not what this show will ever be. I don't care what Darren Drager thinks about the Blue Jays. I don't care what Troy Aikman thinks about the New York Rangers. It's not what I tune into them for. You know what I mean? So I don't think anybody cares what we think about the Raptors or the Blue Jays or the NBA. But point six, the NFL set a Thanksgiving Day viewership record for the second straight year with the three games averaging 34.1 million viewers on TV and digital platforms. That's up 1.5% from last year. Again, new ratings record for the National Football League on U.S. Thanksgiving last Thursday. Who's shocked? Not us. Alan May next, and we'll get to more with Moose next hour. See you, Moose. Later. Talking NHL next. On the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Daytime Sports Talk. At its best, coming at you on Game Plus TV and WQEE Radio, streaming as well. Just a three-game NHL night tonight. Habs at Columbus, Red Wings at the Rangers, and then the Washington Capitals at the LA Kings. Alan May will be breaking down that Cavs game as he joins us from Capitals TV. And hey, Al, it is, as you know, the view for sports fans. Oh, we don't have him? We had him, and then we just lost him. Oh, boy. I got the thumbs up, good to go, and then just told, oh, hang on, hang on. Well, you got to love that, don't you? Steve, uh, sorry, Steve McIntosh, I was going to get to the text messages, but now we have Alan May, so hold on. The joys of live broadcasting. Al's had a few of those moments. Hey, Alan. <laughs> It's, uh, as we say, the view for sports fans today, coffee table discussion. Our poll question is this. Will Corey Perry ever play in the NHL again in light of uh, yesterday's news? How are you voting on that? I'm going to say he will because, you know, we're hearing all types of different things. It's mostly gossip and innuendo. And it sounds like, I, I don't know which side to take on this, but, you know, there really hasn't been a whole lot of information. But, um I would say he does. And I think the Chicago Blackhawks are more sensitive to every situation and every detail that there is. And I don't know if they over-rotated, over-reacted, but it seems like, you know, the two sides are at odds over whatever the incident was. Well, Corey Perry's been in the NHL a long time, as have you. He does not have a history of being a troublemaker, as I know, uh, unless you know something I don't. No, you know what? I, I've never heard anything uh, concerning about Corey Perry ever, other than, you know, if I was playing in the National Hockey League and I was playing against Corey Perry, I'd keep my eye on him at all times because he's got a, 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 a habit of accidentally falling into you on purpose, driving his knees for your goaltender or whatever he does. 
But, you know, that's the way he plays the game, and that's why he's always been such a sought-after player is because he is a guy that puts it all on the line. You know, he's not fast. He never has been. Uh, one-time MVP of the National Hockey League, uh, Stanley Cup champion. And I, I just look at him. He, he's got a long pedigree. I've never heard anything off the ice. But it doesn't mean uh, that he's an angel or that doesn't mean there's been something there. And, you know, as long as these details and the vagueness of, uh, you know, what we are hearing and not hearing, we, uh, you know, I think it's unfair to everyone to jump to conclusions. And I know the Internet was abuzz with the, you know, a, a bunch of the biggest garbage in the last few days. It's absolutely disgusting what people think is funny and what they put on anonymously, basically, and, and are saying about Corey Perry and his teammates and everything else. So it, it's a really weird situation, and I'm not sure it's been handled the way it should have been handled from uh, minute one. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. People are sick. It's a lesson for all of us. I was going to send some text messages out to people on this, and I thought, wait a minute, Rod, you know the truth. You know the family. You know there's zero chance of this. I didn't. And eventually we found out that, that, that it was wrong. So let's move on to happier things. The Washington Capitals. This one story that I've heard people are like, how are they so good when Ovi has not been filling the net? That's a big story so far. Well, you know, they haven't been too great the last couple of games. Uh, you know, they lost to San Jose the other night. San Jose's played them hard a couple times. But I, I think the big, biggest thing, after they went 1-3-1, and one, they really turned their game around. And I think over the last 10 games, they're still 8-1-1. One, and one. But it's been, you know, from the net on out through the defensive zone, they had to buckle down. The neutral zone, they were playing fast, and they were playing very hard and difficult uh, until the past two games. And their forecheck was very exciting. And, and we'll have to say... From the games that they played at home, the majority after that first five-game stretch, um, you know, I guess they had a great game, an exciting game in that first five against the Calgary Flames, which they won in a shootout. And Darcy Camper stole the game, was absolutely spectacular. But since that time, they played some very exciting hockey games. And, you know, something we hadn't seen in three years because under Laviolette, you know, they had some decent records the first couple of years, actually really good records. But... The hockey was uh, less than be desired. And when you pay so much for tickets, uh, I didn't feel like people were getting their entertainment value. So this season, I believe they've been getting their value in, in what they're paying for their tickets. The games have been very exciting. Uh, they've been nail biters because the Caps haven't been scoring goals. And that's because the grade eight ha hasn't been, you know, firing on all cylinders. He's not shooting the puck very well right now. He's not getting his, his normal volume of shots. But they're playing when they play well. They play fast in all three zones. They're in your face. The last couple of games, they got away from it. I thought they were way too uh, structured, and I thought they were waiting when they played the Oilers uh, on Friday, on Thanksgiving Friday. I thought they were just way too slow in that game, way too much respect to McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they never got their game in order. And I thought they should have crushed Edmonton because Edmonton has been the worst team in the National Hockey League all season long. Uh, inside their own zone, and the Caps didn't do anything to make their players make decisions. So uh, you take the last two games and throw them out, the Caps have been pretty good. I'm looking uh, at the standings here. I guess it's still pretty tight. I mean, last I checked, the Caps had something to be happy about, but yes, we did watch them get bombed 5 nothing by the orders, but I'd like to think that was just a burn-the-video the type of game. But Ovi, five goals in 18 games. Pretty easy now to say he's not going to catch Wayne. Or do you expect him to catch fire at some point? Well, I, you know, I, I still think that he's got to get himself into playing shape. And, 
I'm not saying that he's out of shape. I just don't think that he went into the offseason trying to kill himself to be 3% body fat. And, you know, he wanted to, to get into the season, get his legs. He's skating better week by week. And at some point, we know he's going to rifle off five or six games in a row, score multiple goals, and then have one of those three or four goal games when he's counted out. So I still haven't counted him out. And, I, I'm, you know, the record, it still seems so far away. But I honestly believe once they get this power play in order, they, they do pretty much the worst power play in the National Hockey League uh, when you go by the numbers right now. And they, they're doing the same setup. They keep changing players, who's here and who's there. But I think the majority of the league knows what they're going to do in their 1-3-1 and how they're going to move the puck. And they can try a few wrinkles, but I think until they structurally change their power play, Ovi's not going to get on the board continually. Uh, they have to move players around. I think they need more of a net presence. I think they have to have uh, maybe Ovi go into the slot and start getting some shots from there because the so-called Ovi office uh, hasn't been producing this season because everyone kind of knows how to play it right now. And it takes a lot of balls to be on the penalty kill to play against Ovi. Uh, because we're seeing guys race out there to block those shots right now. And if they don't block it, the shot is fired wide or it hits the outside of the net, hits the outside of the post. Um, so until they structurally change the power play, I don't think it's going to get going. And I think that's going to affect Kobe's numbers. And, you know, they've been winning with a power play that only has three goals. They haven't scored in 11 games. Prior to that, they scored three games in a row. Uh, and it's been 11 games. It's been about an hour and 10 minutes or so without a power play goal of power play time. Uh, so not very good. Not a whole lot of high dangers coming out of it either. I love to know how you ignore the noise if you're able to at all. Like I'm still learning and I'm not sure I'll ever figure that out. And when I mean noise, I mean just chatter, that endless chatter you hear. You know, I don't know if you can. But one thing I heard is that the Capitals will allow Ovi to play until he catches Wayne. Do you think that is yeah, the case You know what? I, I think the biggest thing, and I, I, if it takes five years, I don't think Ovi will be playing because, you know, he's got a standard that he wants to play as well. And there's been no noise of that around here. You know, the, the biggest thing is he's still got years on his contract. It's this year and two more. Um, the hope was that, you know, I, I thought for sure he'd break it next season. Right now, you know, he's on pace for less than 20 goals. And, you know, that's not where he wants to be. I'm sure that's not where the team wants to be in, in a wins and losses standpoint. But to me, uh, the, the team's not going to get in his way. And I, I believe there, we have this area around the arena they refer to as Chinatown. And it has been built by Alexander Ovechkin, not the basketball team. Uh, the day Bruce Boudreau became the coach, even though Obi had a few seasons in him, uh, it was Thanksgiving years ago, 2000 and, uh, was it 2007 or so, 2008, 2007, Thanksgiving Friday, this franchise turned on its ear and it was, they, they put Ovechkin and Backstrom together. They put Ovechkin and Backstrom on the first power play unit, which Obi was already there. Bruce Boudreau became the coach that day. And about a month later, that place sold out every game until this October against the Calgary Flames. And you know what? Ovechkin deserves a lot. There's been a lot of great numbers put up by him. Uh, we didn't have so many great coaches here over the years, but when you know the right mix with Barry Trotz and the players were on that last final Stanley Cup team, uh, they won a Stanley Cup. And I didn't think it was going to be possible. Uh, until they started changing how they ran this franchise. And as you know, Brian McClellan started to do things drastically different than George. And they were very aggressive those first few years and free agent signings and some of the trades they made. And then, you know, finally they went with the younger team and won a Stanley Cup. So, you know, whatever the noise is in Canada, we don't hear it here in DC. I don't think uh, you can 
tell Obi, we want you to quit. You, I don't think you can cut him, send him to the minors, do anything foolish. Uh, he's been great, and as long as he wants to play, you allow him to play. But if it takes five or six years to break that record, I don't think he'll be playing. Yeah, I think the noise was here in Florida. Somebody said it, but uh, no matter. Al, we are out of time. We got to go. I apologize. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, we got to go. We got to run. We'll do it again soon. Happy holidays if I don't see you. Man, thanks for the time today. Take care and enjoy Florida. Washington Capitals TV analyst Alan May. We'll be back with a sports update and uh, viewer takeover right after this. We are live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, going to get to as much of the viewer takeover if we can. I, we ran out of time, but I wanted to ask Alan May what the heck he's doing now. Very talented guy on the Capitals broadcast, but one minute you see him ringside by the glass. He's the ringside reporter. Next minute he's doing color on the radio. Uh, next minute he's on the concourse greeting fans. Next minute he's in his living room while the team's in L.A. I don't know. He's a very talented guy, Alan May. He can do whatever he wants. But I'd like to know specifically <laughs> what his role is. I don't know. Sports update. The Toronto Raptors look to shake off a two-game losing skid as they host the red-hot Phoenix Suns tonight. Raps were dumped 115-103 in Brooklyn last night. I believe the Suns have won seven in a row. They are the most popular team in the Valley of the Sun, the Phoenix Suns. They were there first. And although they've never won anything, neither is anybody else there for the most part. Although the D-backs do have... Uh, at least one World Series to their credit. Mark Cuban, actually they got a couple, right? Mark Cuban is selling his majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks to the family that runs the Las Vegas Sands Casino Company. Cuban would retain control of basketball operations in the deal. Reti How about this? Retired baseball star Andre Dawson, the Hawk, says he wants to replace the Expos cap on his Hall of Fame plaque with a Cubs cap. He tells the Chicago Tribune that he feels more associated with the Cubs than with the now-defunct Montreal team. How, ain't that a kick in the junk for us old-time Expos fans? Dawson played 11 seasons in Montreal, six in Chicago. He was named NL MVP with the Cubs in 1987. How do we feel about that? Moose won't, I don't think, have an opinion. So for those of you older than 40... Even 45, how do we feel? I'm a little insulted by that. I get it. He's like, my team that I played for doesn't even exist anymore. I want to be with the Cubs. I don't like it. It's his life. Last minute of play in hour one. It's his plaque. He has the right to do that. We have the right to not be very happy about it. How about that? How about that? Sports update is brought to you. Brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca and for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Five Nights at Freddy's. Can you survive Five Nights? Find out now at Landmark Cinemas. Regarding topics moving into the winter, Steve in Hamilton says, Rod, I love the CFL talk. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Not as much as the summer, of course, in those six months. But we will talk. Why would you ignore a huge segment of your customer base? Why would you do that? You wouldn't do that if you were smart.
Moose in next hour and Brian Ray of the Dallas Stars. Stick around after this brief pause. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.